There we go. So um, we are in Os Yud Gimel now. Uh, so we spoke last time about the about the challenges that the neshama has in this world. That the neshama is really um, held back very much from the state of shleimus that it's meant to be in. Right, guys. We're just in case anyone lost our spot. We're in Perik Gimel. And uh, Os Yud Gimel, 13, chapter 3, uh, point 13. Yeah? So, last time we spoke about that due to the decree that the body shall stay um, unrefined and, and uh, um, in, its, in its state of, uh, of breakage, um, until the Tchiyasamesim, until the resurrection of the dead, means to say when the body will be made anew with the ability to receive that, uh, that refinement, that, that transcendence from the Neshama, that's when, um, that's when all of our Maisim Tovim are going to come to bear. Okay? So in the meantime, we said it's kind of a, in, in potential, I mean, we have the righteous deed, we have the connection to Hashem, we have the aspect of Shleimus, but the Neshama is not able um, to radiate and be Mezachich the Guf with all the lacks that came uh, together with that, which we spoke about last week, that, uh, that the Neshama really kind of um, also loses out big time from that in the right and then obviously that's going to be rectified when it comes back and that's what we said that, that the two lacks the two fundamental lacks uh, that exist in this world f- from the perspective of the neshama is that number one the neshama cannot be radiant according to its um, appropriate spiritual state and number two it cannot um, impact on the body it can't transform and um, purify the body. And so we said that the, 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 in the Olam and the Shamas, the soul will uh, gain that first aspect. It will get, it'll, will uh, become radiant according to the level that the person has grown to. And then when the, when the Nisham will come back into the body, then the second stage will happen, then that radiance will transform the body. Okay. It's it's the revelation we spoke about that 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 point as well. Radiance is always the revelation, the expression, right? If you think about the concept of something being radiant, is that there's a, whatever is the power that that lies within um, you know, by itself, and then there is the manifestation, the revelation of that power is the radiance. Okay, so now he says that the truth is that even before all the um, added ascent and all the added um, level of greatness that the soul is gonna is gonna have um, in the olamanishamas, even even without all that, just as the soul is right from the very first moment a person is born the soul is truly so much more powerful than the body that it should totally um, 
purify and and change their body so much so that a person would not be classified as being a human being anymore. I mean, it would be a, like we said before, someone who, you know, like Moshe Rabbeinu, who didn't need to eat or drink for forty days and forty nights or sleep. If, if the neshama were able to do that to our body, and 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 it should be able to do that according to its power, even prior to any mitzvahs. That's how powerful the neshama is. Except for what we're going to say now, why why that doesn't happen, but really that should happen. Okay. Um, so, um, so however, Hashem decreed that this should not happen, and the power of the soul should be limited to be such that it will not overpower the body, will not overcome the body. Okay, so if you want to pause for one second, discuss it. It, it. it seems, at first sight, it seems a little bit strange. Hashem is setting up a system, right? Now, in this system, we're going to have a tug of war between soul and body for kind of struggling for control over the steering wheel, right? And that's the purpose of the of, of Olomaze, is to have that struggle, to have that wrestling match, and uh, you know, to, to give us the Bechir, the free will, to choose where we go, and through that, to acquire our own shleimus, right? So, why make the neshama so powerful that it would literally just blow the body out of the water, it would literally, you know, immediately transform the body to become um, very much mezuchach, not really in its current physical state, where the body would be secondary to the, to the soul, uh, and, and certainly not drawn after anything but what the soul wants to be doing, right? So, why make the soul so powerful that it can do that, and then, oh, quickly, like, yeah, they make a decree, a divine decree, that, so to speak, an external limitation on that power, why not just make the soul a lot less powerful? And then you won't have that problem. Very good. Okay, there you are. So Yosef, Yosef hit the nail on the head, right? So the point is that that Hashem doesn't want to give us a little midget neshama, right? He wants to give us a really big, powerful one, right? And that's what you're gonna have. Well, that's That's what we're gonna have forever. So the neshama is a really, really big, powerful neshama, and it's just gonna be, uh, you know, in a limited state currently during the wrestling match. Now. That's still, Lamaisa is still speaking in the world of Moshul. I want to bring it out of Moshul to the world of Nimshul and to, to actually understand the concepts that we're talking about. Because Neshamas are not big or small, right? Um, the, the analogy that, uh, perhaps the best analogy, the, the, the Maral brings in, in, when he talks about when Manoach v'ishto, Manoach and then his wife, the, the parents of Shimshon, when they realized they'd been speaking to an angel, angel appeared to, to first Shimshon's mother, then afterwards Shimshon's mm-hmm. mother and father together, spoke with them, they thought it was a person speaking to them, and then when he disappeared, when he went up, you know, he kind of flew away, right? So then Manoach and his wife realized they'd been speaking to an angel, and they say to one another, we're surely going to die, because we've been in the presence of the divine. 
So, so Maral explains that the, the interaction between the, the divine and the non, and the divine and here is an angel, it's not, it's not um, Hashem per, per se, but it's still a, a heavenly being, a, a spiritual being. So Maral says that the, the best analogy we have in this world is the, so let's take the thing that is the, from the four elements the, of earth, water, air, and fire. The one that is the most spiritual of all four is what? Fire, Josh London, good. Water, how is water the least physical? Fire, fire has no has no mass to it. Has no has no has no has no mass to it, and it's always flying up, right? So, whereas we've spoken about this before in the Sulsi Sharm, that the that the a person is made up also of four elements. Everything is made up of four elements. But uh, but primarily, um, a person is is the, the, a person's physical body is used being as being offered, as being uh, physical. It's, it's physical. The person's body. Is, so what happens if you take your hand and you stick it into a burning fire, Josh London? Uh, it's not going to be a good result. It's not good. Uh, it's not good. You're gonna, it's it's going to smell like barbecue a little bit, right? Okay. So so that shows you that when you have the super. The superposition, when you superimpose, right, spiritual and physical in the same place, it's two completely qualities of existence. It's two completely different qualities of existence. Physicality is a very weak form of existence. It's very malleable. Very, it's very easily changes. The the proof being that physicality uh, is constantly in a state of uh, decay. Which is why it's constantly in state of genesis, right? I mean, the, the only way that something is constantly dying can have any continuity is if it's constantly growing, constantly adding more, right? So the decay necessitates the genesis, right? So any plant, right? You see it. Look, what do you mean? This, this thing has been this thing has been here for six months already. Yeah, the whole time is dying. It's got cells that are dying on a regular basis. It's just replenishing them, making more and more and more. But, you know, and ultimately, obviously, death will take its toll, right? Um, whereas, uh, spiritual things uh, are what's called bepoil gomor, or uh, one plus one equals two, that doesn't age, it doesn't, it doesn't get weaker at all, it doesn't deteriorate, it's a concept, it's a, it's, an, it's a thought, a thought that was written by, you know, by, by Rabbi Akiva is still as potent today as it was, as it was 2,000 years ago, Right? Is something that is spiritual, something that is abstract, uh, exists in an absolute form, um, whereas something that's physical exists in a, uh, in a state which is subject to the sways the, you know, the, the, of, of impact. You impact it, you hit it, so it'll change a little bit, it'll move, it'll, it'll shift. Um, so, so, so that's why... It's the whole question from the beginning is a mistake, right? That uh, why didn't Hashem just make the neshama so much weaker that it wouldn't overwhelmingly just overpower the body in an instant? The answer is because it wouldn't be a neshama then, right? I mean, a neshama is an entirely spiritual entity, and the body is a physical entity, and by definition, you're talking about two different 
um, states of existence, two different levels of, of, of quality of existence. Like we spoke about in the, in, you know, obviously, Lahavdil, Elif Avdolos, but uh, when we spoke about the quality of Hashem's existence in, in, in the first parak, so we said that, that uh, Hashem's existence is such that if everything else were to cease to exist, it wouldn't impact his existence at all. And yet, if, if uh, like the Rambam says, if Chas Shalom, someone could imagine Hashem not existing, nothing else could possibly exist. It means he is the foundation, the basis of all existence. Right? It's, it's, an, it's, a, it's an absolute existence, uh, as opposed to everything else is a relative existence. So, have the love of those, but the Gemara Brachas does directly compare Daf uh, Daf Hey, I believe, compa- does does directly compare Hashem to the world and then the Shama to the Guf. Yes, yeah, so the same uh, makes five different comparisons. David Amalek said in the in the Borchinavshis, um, five different comparisons between the soul to the body and Hashem to the world. So um, the 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 soul exists on such a higher level than the body does, so there cannot be any uh, way to have to, to, for the soul to not be instant immediately be mezachik the goof. That's that's what should happen. Okay, um, and 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 it is. Now, what does it mean, the decree of Hashem, that it doesn't happen? The decree of Hashem is the same decree that, um, I'm sure everyone has heard the expression, expression that's uh, commonly used, unfortunately, and very rarely understood, concept of tzumtzum, of, the, of divine constriction, right? As an analogy, uh, a moshal is that Hashem's existence, again, is absolute, and kind of not really leaving any room for anything else to exist. Right? Because, again, it would be like sticking a piece of meat into, in, into a raging fire. Right? It would be completely uh, overcome and blotted out by the absolute existence of Hashem. And so Hashem um, holds back all that power to allow the possibility for something else to exist. So similar to that, to the Shalman and the Guf, Hashem holds back that power of the neshama to allow the guf to have its independent uh, existence and not be completely overcome by the by the greater existence of the neshama. Does that make sense? Okay. Um, it's impossible for a person to work on themselves enough where they like where the, the neshama is so overpowering. For the goof, right? Like there, there's always going to be obviously enough of a Hashem restriction. We're not talking about personal. We're not talking about any righteousness right now. We're not talking about any mitzvahs. Mm-hmm. Talking about even before any uh, righteousness, just the very nature of the existence of the Shama itself should be so much more powerful. Okay. And that is by divine decree that's held back. That's called tzimtzum, meaning that's called a constriction where something that's fundamentally more spiritual and therefore should be absolutely. Um, uh, dominant, uh, dominant over the over the less physical, and yet it doesn't. In order for allow the, for the existence of the of the less physical thing in an independent state, where it can, where the two of them can have an interaction. Okay. Um, 
so so uh, like we said then you know if if not for the sin then the soul would slowly as it gains more power then it would transform the goof but due to the divine decree that's not going to happen until after the resurrection of the dead until Tchersamesim now here's going to here's a very um, important point is that with the Tchersamesim the Ramchal says that unlike now where a where a child needs to grow little by little right with the, with the, with the Tchersamesim uh, the neshama will instantaneously come into the body and d- and develop the body and grow the body and be mezachic, transform it all instantaneously. Okay, so first of all, what what is he telling us? He's telling us that Tchiyas Amazim is going to be, I don't know, a baby, let's say, right? A baby or maybe, maybe even a... Um, uh, you know, uh, the equivalent of a fertilized egg, or or whatever that may be, and then you, know, you can imagine it just going and instantaneously inflating into a full size person. Okay. At the same time, also being uh, uh, refined and transcended to a state of, uh, like we've been saying, a, a higher state of existence where the physical is no longer an obstacle to the spiritual. And he compares this, he contrasts it, I should say, with the current growth and development of a, chi- of, of a baby today, right? Where, it, where it's little by little. So the question is, what, what's, the, what's, what's the linkage between these two? What's the comparison? I mean, you want to tell me that the soul will instantaneously purify the body? Fine. You want to tell me a separate point that with Chiyasamesim, the person is going to very quickly get older, get to a full size. Interesting. But how are those two connected? But he clearly makes a linkage between the two of them. Okay? So, um, and he even contrasts it with the way it happens now where the growth is slow. So, first of all, to understand how the growth of a child happens today. It's a, it's a beautiful concept, something to, to introspect about, to watch uh, as our children or grandchildren, uh, for some of us, get older, yeah, is you, everybody can notice that there is a parallel development between the mind and the body. Right? As, the, as the mind matures, the body grows. And it's not by coincidence. Uh, the, the, we understand that the power that drives the formation and the growth of the body is the neshama itself. And we can imagine the neshama slowly making its way more into the guf. Right? The guf is like a vessel, the body. And the shama is first just the lowest part of the shama comes into the highest part of the of the person, and then lower and lower and lower and lower and lower, where more uh, neshama comes into the body. As that's happening, the person becomes more intelligent, more sikhli, more spiritual, 
right? You, you can you manage to pull away from the extremely concrete. I mean, you know, I'm sure you could talk to a child, um, ch- develop, child developmental um, expert, right? That they'll tell you different stages they have to go through. First, yeah, the, first they can only relate to objects that are directly in front of them. Then they can conceptualize the objects can be mm-hmm. even if they can't see them, right behind the screen. Then you can start talking about they, they can learn abstract words that there is no physical object in the world and it still can be uh, thought of, right? And then little by little, we pull away from physicality and connect to spiritual. At the same time, the body is growing. The body is developing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, the, and, and, and it's a reflection of the, spir- of the spiritual. And now, the reason why that process is gradual, the Ramchal and Klach Pesach explains, is because Everything has to go badraga in step by step descent. Means um, if a very very high light comes into a, a vessel that's not ready to receive it, is is going is going to break the vessel. So if you have a uh, a, a body of a of, of a child, all of a sudden this you know this uh, the the mind of of an adult comes in. There's not there's the mind, the soul, the spirituality of, of an adult comes in, the, 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 the physical is not going to be able to contain it. So that's why it has to go little by little by little, like the equivalent of inflating uh, a, a balloon, right? When you inflate a balloon, you blow, the rubber expands a little bit, then you inhale, you're giving the rubber kind of a little bit of time to adjust to that new state, and you blow in again. And then you can expand it a little more, a little bit more, a little bit more, you can have a pretty big balloon at the end. But if... You you, know, you pull up to one of these um, you know gas stations where you have the the air pumps for the for the car tires right and you take your little balloons and you say hey I'm gonna like inflate a bunch of a bunch of balloons for a birthday party with that thing or you put some quarters in and you start doing it it's it's injecting air so quickly it's just gonna pop your balloons I think I haven't tried it but that's what I would think would happen. Also, your balloons wouldn't float. I'm not talking about helium of or, or, or regular air. That's okay, right? That, but but I get it. okay, good. So that was, that's another technical point, guys. If anybody, if you're doing a birthday party, you obviously want the balloons to f- fly in the air, so you need to use helium. So don't use the gas station pump for that reason as well. But uh, but but by, but I'm venturing to say that if it's being injected with, at a much higher speed, right, it'll it'll burst a balloon. So, being that the body in this world is resistant fundamentally to spirituality, it can only be expanded slowly, little by little, be made, can accept the spirituality and grow in accordance. And what Ramchal is telling us over here is that with Tchiyas HaMesim, because that body is going to be different, it's going to be totally uh, ready to receive the spirituality, it's going to come into it, It'll be able to it'll be able to expand right away, mm-hmm. and uh, a- and and receive that zichuch. I guess back to our analogy with the balloon. Once you already inflated a balloon a number of times, you inflated it. It's nice and stretchy, right? So even though now it's empty of air, but then you could just you know you could just blow all that air in at once, and it'll, it'll, it's ready to go. There's no there's no there's no struggle. There's no there's no obstacle to it. So that's that's. Uh, that's uh, number one. The Ramchal is showing us here how a child grows um, nowadays. That it's a step by step, step by step um, 
internalization of spirituality and the and the physical accompanies it. And of course, we all understand, right, that it has to be that the spiritual and the physical go hand in hand because but a person who has a child that is has the physical size and um, abilities of a of an adult but has the mind of a of a child still that's a tragedy right because i mean it's they can reach to places that they shouldn't be able to reach to they can open locks and cupboards and all sorts of other things right and and it, it's very very uh difficult situation to to deal with right um when the when the body grew not in accordance with the mind, whereas with children that's not a problem because what it, only when the mind is ready, only when the soul has come in enough where it can where it can uh, do what it needs to do, uh, so then then the body gains those those abilities. Okay, um, one more point we want to make before we wrap up the chapter, which is, so he says that you should know, this is not to say that the the ascent is going to be, so again, we said with the body will immediately become full, fully uh, grown and be, uh, be, be, be purified so then um, one might think okay so that's it then that, that's, that's all uh, that's all you're gonna that's all is gonna happen he says no that's just for stage number one um, we spoke about this concept before that the Ramchal tells us there's five stages of existence interaction between the soul and the body the first 6,000 years of existence all take place in the fifth lowest stage right the, now, this fifth lowest stage has to a two potential states of existence: that of Adam Harishan, which is the higher state of existence of Bekedusha, um, and ours today, which is a lower state of existence. Olmabo is already bringing us into that's the um, to, to the higher stages of existence, where the body has a totally different role with the soul. However, there's going to be more and more and more stages to go up, higher and higher and higher. This is just to get us to um, you know, the, the first level. Um, the, the question is going to be then, so if the person is going to go higher and higher and higher, so we said that the purification, the original purification that you get when the soul comes into the body is in accordance with the righteous deeds that a person did in this world. Right? Because in accordance with those righteous deeds, is the neshama in the world of neshamas becomes more and more radiant, more powerful. And so that when it comes into the body, it'll uh, be mezachich the guf. And, and the bigger the tzaddik, the more zikhu there's going to be. But being that there's going to be ascent more and more and more later, so what's the difference if someone is a very big tzaddik or a only a little bit of a tzaddik. Uh, at, at the end of the day, as long as I make it all my ba, then the body receives that uh, that purification, that that uh, 
refinement, and then afterwards it's going to be higher and higher and higher. So is there going to be a difference in the end of the day between you know, Rabbi Akiva and um, you know, whoever it is that just barely made it in? I think we might have spoken about this, so if anybody remembers an answer, please feel free to chime in. You said the starting points were different. Yeah, and so what? And so, uh, like the trajectory is going to be different for each person according oh, to his. Good. So, so the trajectory—that's the main point that we want to say, right? So the trajectory is different, that, and that makes a very big difference, right? You're talking about potentially, you know, you're all war- it's all in the realm of Hashem is infinite. So no, we will never know Him fully. No one will ever know Him fully. No, and no matter how fast of a trajectory you have, no matter how steep of a trajectory you have, um, we, there's still never going to be an end to knowing and coming closer to Hashem. But the the difference in between a very big tzaddik, for example, Rabbi Akiva, or just like a run-of-the-mill tzaddik, is going to be potentially thousands or you know, million times fold once you play out those trajectories um, right uh, on the scale, as you go a little bit far, it's, it's it's there's no uh, there's no comparison. That's the Chavos Chaim used to tell people, go look at the Leshem now, while he's in this world, because in the next world you're not going to get to see him. That's um, okay. Good, Mazel Tov. We finished the third parak. Any questions before we start the fourth parak? Yeah. Yeah, I have, I have a question. Okay. Um, when you were talking about how, when uh, I guess the body grows according uh, in accordance with the neshama as the neshama enters, so um, somebody who has like a traumatic brain injury or something is that is that like a, a dampening of the neshama within their it's a break. It's it's a break in the connection between the neshama and the body. I Meaning the neshama, of course, is not going, is not impacted by that. But the you know some of the machinery down here that's meant to be you know to to receive it and uh, and to internalize it is gonna is uh, not able to do that. So that's a limitation. Okay, um, the truth is that, that uh, Perik Dalad is quite a different topic. Um, we, and, uh, I prefer to start it uh, next week, so we'll, we'll, cut, uh, we'll cut today's sheer short. Um, I would encourage you, if you can, especially if you have the next seven minutes or so, to review um, Perik Gimel, very uh, essential Perik, and uh, we'll look forward to starting Perik Dalad next week.